the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. The big guy loves his grandkids. Unless, of course, they happen to be born out of wedlock and are the children of the slime bucket son. That one he doesn't pay any attention to or acknowledge, but somehow his grandkids had checks for large amounts of money sent to them when he was vice president. His son and his brothers also got some big checks from foreign entities in countries where Grandpa Joe there had a, little, a lot of influence, actually. <clears throat> Places like China, Romania. A couple of nieces and nephews apparently got some money, too. And the amazing thing about it is that Grandpa claims to know nothing about that. Now, of course, he doesn't know anything about anything right now, but that's, that's different from this. He says he, he's been saying all along he knows nothing about this. He says he's never spoken to his son about his business dealings. So picture that for a minute. Your grandfather, your grandkids, nieces, nephews, brothers, and a son are getting checks, big numbers too, for over 50000 bucks. And they're coming, you know, one one day on a Tuesday, and then Friday another check for fifty thousand, and uh, for a total of something like ten million dollars, and none of them ever mention it to you. And you and Grandma Jill, you know nothing about this. Your grand, your grandkids are getting checks for thousands of dollars, and you think, you know, maybe uh, if you if it was your family that your kids would say to you, well. Um, you know what? Uh, Susie got a check today for $15,000. That was nice. Nobody nobody would mention that to Grandma and Grandpa. So it seems like a pretty big scandal. Uh, but if you don't watch Fox News or Newsmax, you didn't know that the Republicans produced all the evidence about the payouts at a news conference today. CNN, MSNBC, CBS, and ABC all ignored it. As of a little while ago, there was nothing on their websites about this story. And this is a story about the family of the President of the United States getting payouts of over $10 million from foreign companies and governments. And they have no interest? The media? Imagine where we'd be without Fox. You can complain all you want about Fox, but just picture that for a minute. All the networks were all over the Donald Trump sexual assault suit that was settled yesterday. And to give you an idea of how unbiased the networks were in that coverage... Take a listen to this exchange between the accuser, Gene Carroll, and the host of the CBS Morning News, Wendy King. You have never wavered over these years. The yeah. jury came back for many never. people surprisingly fast. What did you think when you heard their decision? I had the exact reaction you just had before the camera came on. You said when you heard it, you went, hooray! That's how I felt inside. Every uh, blood vessel in my body jumped up uh, with a complete and utter joy. It was a, a wonderful feeling. You know, but they did not find Donald Trump guilty of rape. And I think many people are very confused by that, Roberta Kaplan. They awarded her $5 million and said that she had been sexually abused and defamed, but not raped. So I'm not going to get into the details of New York law. I don't think it would be appropriate for morning TV. But suffice but it to say... It yeah, suffice it to say it's sexual abuse. Yeah, well, you know... Uh, <laughs> She uh, she had she was cheering. Uh, Wendy was so. Anyway, when we come back, uh, our media expert, a perfect day for him, Jeff McCall, will be here to talk about this and Tucker Carlson going on to Twitter. And in our second half hour, I'm going to repeat an interview I did right after the 2020 election with Tara Reid, who accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her. Another story the networks aren't interested in. Stick around.
It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Net Worth Advisors has a question for you. Is your retirement inflation-proofed? Here's what we mean. In retirement, chances are you're on a fixed income with variable expenses. So how do you not run out of money when the cost of just about everything continues to go up? You inflation-proof it. Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors can show you strategies to help combat inflation so it doesn't outpace your retirement income. Call us today at 800-426-1428 to learn more. Inflation could take a huge chunk out of your retirement savings, but it doesn't have to. With some simple planning, inflation can go from being a major disruption to a minor annoyance. Call Beth Andrews and the team at NetWorth Advisors now to start inflation-proofing your retirement today. 800 426 1428. That's 800-426-1428. Networth Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. Firm offers insurance services. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, just when you think the media uh, can't go any lower, the bar drops a little lower. Last I checked, uh, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, and ABC had nothing on their websites about Joe Biden's family collecting over $10 million from foreign governments and foreign entities. Uh, it makes you wonder where we would be without Fox News, and even Newsmax was one of the other ones to cover it. Jeffrey McCall is a professor of communications at DePaul University, a media critic for The Hill, a regular guest on this show because he uh, lets us know about media ethics, and he's an expert on this stuff, and always good to have you, Jeff. Thanks for coming on again. Coming Great to on, be John. with you, John. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so um, they really uh, surprised me today. Um, I, I never thought they could ignore this story. Have, have they reached a new low? <laughs> you wonder how much lower they can go, but th- this is a low. 
And this is really shameful because we're talking here about the, the potential of the highest office in the land being involved in, uh, you know, using his position previously as vice president. And who knows even now, we don't know, but using that position for personal gain uh, and allowing family members to benefit and, you know, peddle influence. I mean, so this is no, this is no small thing. Now, uh, let's just say that, you know, Representative Comer, you know, is chair of a congressional committee, uh, is all wet, that he doesn't really have any goods, that he doesn't have any evidence, and that he's all wet, but that he's just jumping out in front of cameras, kind of like Adam Schiff used to do with the Trump impeachment and Russian collusion. But let's just say Comer's all wet. That's still a story. You would still do the story and say, this is what the chair of a congressional committee is floating out there, and we're going to scrutinize it, and we're going to find out one way or the other, and if he's all wet, we're going to report that. But maybe he's got something. And I think that's the approach the media should take is to say, hey, this guy is putting his neck on the line. He's stepping forward with this information and making these accusations. That is news. And it needs to be scrutinized. I'm not saying we take it at face value necessarily, but it does need to be scrutinized. And for these news organizations just to to totally black it out uh, is really shameful. And as we've talked before, you know, there is a thing that we call journalism of omission. And think of all the people out there who don't ever tune into Fox News or listen to the Seigerwald show. They won't even know this is going on. And so they'll be happily going about their business, and they won't even know that there is a reason at least for concern. And you go back to, I mentioned Adam Schiff with the the Russian collusion thing before and Eric Swalwell, and they were going on all the talk shows, and they were saying they had evidence in plain sight, And all those media outlets you just mentioned that are ignoring this particular story with the Biden influence peddling, all of them with a straight face were reporting that, and they had no evidence at all. At least Comer has some documents that he subpoenaed, and he's trying to connect the dots. So, I mean, at least there's something to be studied. But with the the Trump impeachment and Russia collusion, there, there were no documents that were made available to the public. And they still reported, well, Adam Schiff says, Adam Schiff says, like, well, wait a second. Don't you require him to come forward with any proof? So this is journalism of omission. This is the news media running cover for the Biden family. And again, I'm not saying we take all this at face value, but it is news one way or the other. And it's the job of the media, the job of an independent, autonomous media, to do the scrutiny that the constitutional framers set them up to do. Yeah, and I um, I watch Fox. I'm a regular Fox viewer, which wouldn't surprise anybody. And I I'm a little disappointed with them lately, but I, I still I watch Fox if I'm watching anything. And when you mentioned about what the shift would be doing in Slawell, I saw that because so so I know Fox covered that because I saw it a lot. Now maybe I saw it on Tucker Carlson, and he was putting it on and making fun of them. But he was mentioning that they they were making the accusation. So if you're, as you mentioned, if you're CNN or MSNBC and it's not a news show, but it's a, an opinion show, uh, even with that, you, you should be on the air um, just making fun of the Republicans for, yeah. for because you you're, you say that they don't they don't have anything to stand on here. And it, and it wasn't just Tucker Carlson uh, with Fox reporting of the uh, Russia collusion thing with Trump. I mean, that was covered by Brett Baer's show. That was covered on Martha McCallum's show. It was covered on Fox and Friends. It was covered uh, routinely. Right. As well as well it should have been, mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, these are serious allegations. And I guess that, that's the point I want to keep going back to here is you have the chair of a congressional committee and a powerful congressional committee stepping forward and making allegations, and that's news whether you think he's nuts or not. And if, and if he is off, off his rocker, somebody should be reporting that. But at least you just don't ignore it. And I think that's the, sa- the sad thing here. And it does make me wonder just how deep into the newsrooms, these, these establishment media organizations, just how deep their ideological agendas are that they are willing to just totally overlook you know, a, a news event from a congressional committee and pretend it just didn't even happen. And, you know, who, who knows where this is going to go from here? 
Uh, and, and by the way, frankly, if I were Representative Comer uh, and I were chairing this committee, I, I think I would have waited until I had more concrete stuff to go with. I mean, he's, you know, he's got documents and he's, you know, he's got the, the money laundering documents and that kind of stuff. But, you know, for your average person, they don't necessarily get all this and there are too many dots to connect. And I guess my sense is he maybe should have waited until he had something very concrete, very simple for everybody to understand, and then go forward. But he chose it, he chose it on his own time, and it is still news, and the fact that it's ignored. Uh, and just before we came on the air, I was checking even the Drudge Report, and if it's on there, I couldn't find it either, and you'd have thought this would have been, you know, had Drudge written all over it. But as far as I could tell, they ignored it. I haven't looked at the Drudge Report in at least... Well, I've been doing this show it'll be five years. I haven't looked at it since I've been doing this show, so that's how long I've, I gave up on them. Um, so, but Jeff, can you come up with a reason other than bias? Uh, could you come up with any reason other than bias for any news organization to not cover a story about a president being credibly accused of taking bribes? Could you come up with? I, I can't come up with another reason. Maybe you can. There, there is no other good reason, because. I mean, I know resources are scarce in all newsrooms, and, you know, it, it, it costs money to do research and investigative reporting and that sort of thing. But it doesn't take that much for CNN or ABC to send their congressional correspondent down the hall to, to the committee hearing room, get the information, and at least put it on their website. They may not lead with it at the 630 newscast, but at least get it on their website. And it may be just a simple thing, like Representative Comer, chair of this committee from Kentucky, release these documents today, allegating, you know, influence peddling by the Biden administration to great financial gain for the entire family. That, that, that might be all they want to cover, but at least it's out there on the agenda. And to have it off the agenda totally, as I said, really can only tell us one thing, and that is they are so ideologically driven that they just... And I mean, at a certain point, this is almost like the Russian news agency. Yeah. When you get right down to it, this, this is almost like... Oh, don't report anything that Putin might like, might not like, because we'd be in trouble. And that's kind of how this comes off, actually. Is that uh, you know they they they're, they're like uh, Sputnik, the Russian news agency. They're afraid to put something out that the White House might not like, because mm -hmm. just like in the Sputnik news agency, they don't put anything out that Putin doesn't like, and for good reason. Yeah. Well, if real journalists are working at these places. Um, shouldn't or, or wouldn't there be a, an uprising in the newsroom demanding it to be covered? Uh, if you would come into, you know, if, if you saw this story, you happen to see it on Fox and you work at CNN or MSNBC, whether it's in management or whether it's uh, you're, you're a reporter, you walk in the building after you've heard this story somewhere else, and if, if you're any kind of a journalist, don't you say, wait. I just saw this big story here about Biden taking $10 million. We're not covering this? Yeah, you would think that an independent-minded journalist would walk in the newsroom and go to the executive producer or managing editor and just say, hey, why is it we're not covering this? And somebody would say, uh, yeah, maybe we should. But, again, my guess is there is such groupthink in ABC News and such groupthink in MSNBC that they may not even have anybody in their organization that would come in and challenge them. And if they did, it, it would it'd be a job killer for them, probably. They'd probably get run out of town. So, but I must say, though, I, I, do, I wish we had journalists who were willing to put their careers on the line to do what is right. And I, my guess is that's probably not happening. And it's, not just, it's not just about their careers. It's about not having any friends. If, if, you, if you're the one person in the newsroom... Who they look at you now like, what's wrong with you? What, what are you doing? What are you helping Trump out for here? Uh, yeah, and, and as you know, newsroom cultures are very powerful. Yeah. Because, you know, they, 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 they take a kind of bunker mentality. We're all in this together. We're all trying to fight the good fight. We're taking on the establishment. But in this case, they're fighting for the establishment. And I think that's what makes this so contrary to what we used to think of in the old days, you know, as aggressive and professional enterprising journalism. The big story this week, and we're talking to Jeff McCall, professor of communications at DePaul University, media critic for The Hill, regular guest on the show here. Um, Jeff, the big story this week in media is uh, Tucker Carlson going to Twitter. What uh, will the fallout be from that, do you think? Well, I, it, this is going to be very curious. And, 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 you know, Carlson might be uh, 
over his skis a little bit here because he's talking about launching his broadcast from Twitter, but Elon Musk has said, well, we know we don't really necessarily have an agreement on how that's going to work yet. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I have no doubt that wherever Tucker Carlson lands, and if it's Twitter, you know, that might work, uh, or if he wants to set up a separate podcast or whatever, wherever he lands, he's going to have people to follow him. And I think what's interesting here is he, he's a journalist. He, he's a reporter in a sense and, and a commentator. I understand that. But he's going to be a person who, wherever he lands, he is going to be making news. What he says is not just going to be what he's reporting, but he's going to make it hard for other people to ignore him. So what he reports from whatever platform he's on is at some point going to be picked up by other news agencies who are going to scrutinize him, for one thing, uh, to to fact-check him, but also to respond to kind of what's on his mind. I mean, in a sense, Joe Rogan has done that with his podcast because he's got tens of millions of people checking in every week. And what he says gets covered uh, on the Internet and gets covered on digital native news sites, not so much in traditional broadcasts, but uh, certainly what he thinks and what he reports about. And the newsmakers he gets on there, they make news. So Tucker Carlson is not going to go away. Uh, and, and In fact, I think, if anything, his disengagement from Fox has probably made him bolder now. Mm-hmm. Oh, because yeah. It, it, there was always the sense that, he was always on the edge of a disaster with Fox that, you know, there was talk behind the scenes that he was pushing topics or taking approaches or, you know, criticizing in ways that the Fox hierarchy had to cringe over. Right. Uh, but now without that, you know, tether on him, who knows what he might do or what he might say. And I'm not saying that he's, you know, off the rails, but I'm just saying he will take on those topics that he might have hedged on a little bit when he was working within a corporate structure, because, you know, he, he, I must say, a lot of people criticize him and think that his approach is, is uh, too harsh or that, uh, you know, he takes on topics people doesn't like. But I must say, one thing I always respected about Tucker Carlson, and still do, is that he questions the answers that the establishment puts out there. And, you know, if, if Tony Fauci says something is lockdown science, Tucker Carlson's going to question that. When Jesse Smollett says, oh, I was attacked and beaten by Trump supporters, Carlson's the first guy to say, hey, wait a second. How do we know that? Mm -hmm. I mean, he always questions the establishment. And I must say, he questions the establishment going many directions. He questioned Trump's policies a lot. He's he's been very harsh uh, criticizing the Republican hierarchy in Congress. So he's kind of an equal opportunity critic uh, and scrutinizer, but I think that's good, and I think we need people in journalism like that. Um, you know, th- he probably would have made it easier on his Fox colleagues to not have been so yeah. harsh in tone well, at times, but that he's challenging assumptions, uh, that he's challenging the war in Ukraine, yeah. and, wh- and why we're supporting it and trying to escalate it as opposed to trying to calm things down over there. So, I mean, I, I think that's journalism, I think, uh, in a positive sense, that you challenge establishment answers rather than just to take them and repeat them. And let's face it, journalists who just repeat what establishment players say, whether it's corporate players or medical players or po- politicians, if you're just reporting what the, uh, the powerful people say, you're not a real journalist, you're a stenographer. Yeah, I got uh, about 30 seconds left. If he can make big bucks and reach more people on Twitter, how long before other media stars follow him and and corporate media becomes obsolete? I got about thirty seconds. Uh, we might be headed in that direction. I mean, we've already seen some hints that that might be happening. You know, Megyn Kelly has kind of uh, reemerged now. She's got a following on mm-hmm. her own platforms, only on the internet. Bill I- Bill O'Reilly's got his uh, subscriber service and whatnot. So. Um, and, and Tucker Carlson would be the biggest name of those to do that. So we could be heading in a new world soon. Well, if, when we do, I'm sure we'll be talking about it here on the show, Jeff. Always good to have you on. You betcha. Thanks. Okay, that's Jeffrey McCall, professor of communications at DePaul University. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott, the Republican chair of a House panel unveils new information 
about the committee's ongoing investigation into the Biden family. The GOP-led House Oversight and Accountability Committee found the Biden family and its business associate created more than 20 companies and received more than $10 million from foreign nationals while Joe Biden served as vice president. Some of these payments could indicate attempts by the Biden family to peddle influence. Committee Chairman James Comer from Kentucky made the revelations during a press conference Wednesday. Ahead of the briefing, Comer released a memo that includes new information from his investigation into the Biden family's, quote, influence peddling in business schemes. Edwin Mora, Capitol Hill. Title 42 ends tomorrow, and there are big questions about what will happen with migration at the U.S.-Mexico border. The Dow is off 130 points, but the Nasdaq up 102. This is SRN News. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 98. 98, 98, and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. AM 1250, The Answer. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Of course, I'll review what Donald Trump had to say to CNN Town Hall on Wednesday night. Then the House Republican whip, Tom Emmer, and the Chair of Financial Services in the House, the committee that, that regulates the banks, Patrick Henry. Both of them joined me to talk about the debt limit, the need to cut spending, and everything else that's going on in the Congress. Don't go anywhere except in the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, at AM 1250. The answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Clear skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 46. Mostly sunny tomorrow. Use sunscreen for extended time outdoors. It'll be nice with a high of 79. Partly cloudy skies tomorrow night with a low of 53. As we look to Friday, turning cloudy with an afternoon thunderstorm. We'll wrap up the work week with a high of 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. You probably noticed yesterday that the rape lawsuit against Donald Trump got wall-to-wall media coverage. Uh, the jury didn't find him liable for rape, but found him liable for sexual assault and defamation. So he was accused of rape and then called the woman who accused him a liar. There's no rape charge, but he defamed her when he said that she lied about it. That makes perfect sense. 
Anyway, you don't hear much about a woman named Tara Reid, do you? She accused Joe Biden of sexually assaulting her, and the media couldn't care less. So I wanted to play this interview that I did with her back on November 13th, 2020. That was only 10 days after Joe Biden uh, was elected president, supposedly. See if you can figure out why there was so much interest in an E. Jean Carroll story and very little interest in hers. Well, unless the Trump team wins some big battles in court, Joe Biden will be president of the United States in a little over two months. And his vice president will be a woman who said she believes the women who have accused Joe of sexual harassment and or assault. One of those women is Tara Reid. She joins us now. Tara, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So you you accused the guy who's probably going to be president of the United States of of sexually assaulting you, and his vice president, as I just said, said that she believes all the women who have come forward about him, uh, and that would include you. So what goes through your mind when you see Joe Biden being referred to as president-elect the last couple of days, last week or so? Um, it's excruciating. Um, and uh, for those listeners who, who don't know who I am, um, I used to work for Joe Biden. I was a staffer for him. And I was uh, sexually harassed and sexually assaulted in 1993. Uh, I came forward with the sexual harassment claim in writing in 1993. I was too frightened about coming forward to the, about the sexual assault at the time. And I lost my job and my career. I then came forward in 2019 and in 2020. And if your listeners want, they can probably see more details of my interview with Megan Kelly. Um, and I wrote a book called left out when the truth does not fit in so you can find that on amazon.com yeah i was going to ask you about the go ahead um and you know basically it's it's hypocrisy um you know uh like nietzsche said will to power right so Mm -hmm. kamala harris sees an opportunity for power and she's seizing it um will she call uh joe biden out like she did brett kavanaugh time will tell No, she won't. <clears throat> I can answer that for you. Uh, you have a book coming out, as you said. It's called Left Out When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. Where did the truth not fit in? Which truth are we talking about here? <clears throat> well, you know, it was a double entendre. Play, play on words there, left out, because I was, you know, um, for all my life a Democrat. And the mm-hmm. left basically left, you know, pushed me aside, marginalized me, smeared me. So I, my story was either silenced or smeared. So it was very difficult for me to get my history regarding Joe Biden forward and still is today. It's, it's very suppressed. Um, and the other seven other women. Um, and, you know, in mainstream media, you'll see these articles, you know, whitewashing Joe Biden's history. And he has a history of sexual misconduct and he's getting away with it and he'll become president. And it's hard to watch. Yeah, so when you're, you're talking about the left, you're talking about there the the double meaning there is the left, the liberal left, the left left leaning media. Is that who you're talking about? Correct. And you yeah. know, I want to the caveat to that is that I've gotten a lot of progressives who have supported me um, mm-hmm. vocally and um, and Republicans. Where I'm not getting support is, of course, with the elite Democrats, which is the the centrist, if you will, mm-hmm. um, yeah. who are are very much circling the wagons around Joe Biden. Of course, yeah. Uh, now, uh, <clears throat> the book is about what happened after you came forward with this. Uh, what's it been like for you? First of all, what was what was the the immediate reaction, and then how it seemed to develop as it went along? Well, the immediate reaction was that I was a Russian agent, um, <laughs> and then yeah, exactly. And I, I grew up in Wisconsin on a farm, and uh, I don't have any connections to Russia. So that was mm-hmm. odd. I was writing a novel about it, but but that was interesting. Um, so that happened um, by uh, Edric Isaac Dovier pushed that forward out of the Atlantic. So once that kind of buzz kind of went, then they started class shaming me because I was working class, you know, poor. I've not been a wealthy person. Um, so these, uh, you know, so the Democratic Party, who's supposed to hold up the working class, actually weaponized it against me, making me, you know, printing my bankruptcy you know, harassing me. Democratic trolls would um, harass, threaten me. I've had my life threatened, my pet's life threatened, my daughter was threatened. Um, I've lost work. I lost my housing. I lost everything coming forward, basically. Wait, so uh, first let's go with, you say threatened. Threatened how and 
specifically by whom? Um, I was threatened after the Russian agent thing came through. Like someone called me in the middle of the night, said they knew where I lived and they were coming to kill me because I was a traitor. Things like that. Um, my daughter was threatened um, that she better, you know, she better keep me quiet. Um, she was, you know, given late night phone calls and taunted and, and harassed. Um, I, of course, on social media, you can just look up my name and you'll see all the trolling and the names that I'm called. Some of them are yeah. too vulgar for your listeners. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's been pretty constant um, barrage since um, April 2019. And um, <clears throat> are you pursuing... Uh, finding these people or are they all anonymous and uh you know you have you have you tried any uh have you tried to trace who some no, of these people I, I, are i think the democratic i think they're not anonymous at all they're they're actors that continually um you know uh do this sort of thing like sally albright for instance is out of delaware she owns a company that has troll farms who her client is i don't know that's up to an investigator to find out um but these are these are american troll farm types um and, you know, it'd be interesting, I'm not an investigator, but as someone who is, to look up and trace and see, is the Democratic um, National Committee funding these kinds of attacks on civilians? Um, are they doing this to Republicans as well? Are they doing this, you know, is this happening to more than just me? And the answer to that is, I, you know, I already kind of know the answer because um, I've talked to other people who have been attacked who have views that are different than the centrist views. Um, yeah, you know, <clears throat> and, uh, yeah. We're talking to Tara Reid, and she's uh, written a book called Left Out, When the Truth Doesn't Fit In. She uh, claims to have been sexually assaulted by uh, Joe Biden back in 1993 when she worked on his staff. Um, uh, Tara, I, when I – you go on Google and just and Google your name and Joe Biden. Um, it's amazing how many stories come up, uh, the headlines for which seem to be people – shooting down your story they don't believe they're they're they've they're trying to pick it apart um and is that something you saw develop slowly or did it i mean how long did it take before the media really turned on you and tried to uh destroy your story and 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 pick this pick it apart it was almost immediate and um you know i didn't have a, a pr person or a lawyer at the time and um it was very you know vulnerable and naive thinking if I just came forward with the truth that the truth would come to the surface and that you know I think we all are kind of getting more and more aware of the media the mainstream media how it's a machine and it's a public relations machine and the people with the money really get the message across most of the time um you know and I tried to say like look you don't have to smear me to vote for Joe Biden I have family and friends that are voting for him I have people voting for Trump I have people voting for Biden people voting green. I mean, I, I had, um, it, you know, the importance was not whether they believed me or not, but it didn't seem to matter. The narrative was to either smear me or to silence me. And one of the smears was just feeding into that rape culture, just feeding into this old narrative. Oh, oh, she's crazy. Oh, she made it up. Oh, she wants attention. Well, I can tell you right now, no one would want the kind of attention I've received. I mean, and the losses that I've incurred coming forward there just simply isn't that incentive however so i would say that there is a a sense of freedom when you do because i'm not keeping a secret about a powerful man anymore the truth will set Um, you free yeah yeah um so um how should women uh, first of all i want to ask you this um i'm just wondering because uh this was before you uh came out with your story but as um, what were you thinking when you were watching uh, or paying whatever amount of attention you paid to Brett Kavanaugh's hearings? What was going through your mind at that time? Well, I were you believing it? Very, um, I what I I support survivors, and and mm-hmm. it's so it's so difficult <clears throat> to come forward. And what I saw mm-hmm. um, was an attempt for that that to come forward right but i saw a lot of galvanizing around around dr ford um in fact she was person of the year by time magazine kamala harris went very aggressively towards towards kavanaugh and everything but it was a very important position you could understand um all of that was absent during my my coming forward and in fact um feinstein came out against me some of the people that i supported in my past and worked for um, in some capacity or volunteered or believed in, 
basically just threw me under the bus. And, you know, so they believed Joe Biden without even talking to me. And it, so was, do you think- it, was, it was, yeah, it was personal. It was really, it was really horrendous. Do, do you think that the uh, media might have treated you a little bit differently if you had been accusing uh, a Republican, Mike Pence, for example? Exactly. I, I mentioned that when if you watch the, the Democratic convention, um, mm-hmm. I talked about the hypocrisy that because the person I was accusing had a D or a blue check after his name, I, I was dismissed. Um, you know, because Joe Biden is Joe Biden, I, I was completely marginalized, even though, even though among certain circles, it is an open secret about who Joe, Joe Biden is and how misogynistic he is. It is known. And, um, yeah. but there has been this circling of the wagons and this weaponization of fear, this election, election cycle and fear of Trump rather than who is our candidate or policies coming forth. Yeah, now 60 Minutes Australia did a long interview with you, which I saw some of, but uh, it, you didn't, for some reason, CBS uh, USA didn't show any, didn't didn't run the interview, didn't seem to show any interest in having your interview shown in America. Were you a little bit, uh, what was it, what, what, what were your, what was your reaction to that? I mean, you're being interviewed in Australia where a lot of people don't know who Joe Biden is until he becomes president. Exactly. I, I found it ironic and also, again, furthering that that whole um, narrative about the hypocrisy of the Democratic Party. And I think Rose McGowan, who's been a big supporter of mine, put it best. She said it's, that America has become like a cult. I mean, look, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous that I was not only just smeared, but also just they, they think by being silent, it just goes away. Well, it's not going to go away. I'm still going to speak out. The tactics to threaten and harass me didn't work, and they won't work. Um, what's shocking to me is that CBS, yeah, that they didn't cover it, that there's no balanced journalism, that somehow now it's just become, they're not even apologetic or even shying away from it. They're just blatantly partisan. And it's, I, and again, I'm speaking as a former Democrat. It's shocking, and it's not healthy for our country to have propaganda spoon-fed to them. We need real journalism. We need balance. And part of that balance is having hard conversations like the one I brought up. And on the, uh, on the 60 Minutes interview in Australia, when they asked you about Joe Biden, you said he was a, a, a politically, I think it was the question, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yes. Yes, definitely. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing because he hides behind the mantle of Me Too. Right. And so does the Democratic Party. Like here, we're, we're uplifting women. But but his personal behavior is not reflective of that. I, I am directly experienced him up close and personal. And I can tell you he's misogynistic. He's he is a predator. And it's ridiculous that he's being held up as some sort of hero for women. That's not how I experienced him. And several of the uh, other, uh, or several of the seven other women who have said that they were touched inappropriately by uh, Biden told the New York Times that based on their experience, they believe you because they've ex- they experienced yeah. uh, some of what you did. Yes. Now remember, I experienced Joe Biden when he was in his fifties. He was very young, vital, strong at the height of his power in the Senate. Mm-hmm. I was in my twenties, mm-hmm. so it was a very okay. different power dynamic. He's he, right now. He's kind of portrayed as as frail and grandfatherly and harmless. And you know what he did to me was not harmless. It, it destroyed my life. And now coming forward, it, it's the third time. It's it's he still has used his power and influence to try to silence me and hurt my life and my family. Now, um, in your book. Uh and the the name of the book is left out when the truth doesn't fit in we're talking to the author Tara Reed in your book you give women advice uh f- for how to handle this when if something similar happens to them um i i do a bit but i i i kind of feel like i was in this unique kind of point in history i don't know like you know coming forward about a powerful person is very difficult but rose mcgowan kind of told me, like, look, you're going to expect have this happen, you're going to have this happen, and all the things she predicted happened, ha- did, because 
who was behind it was Anita Dunn. And Anita Dunn um, is a, for those who don't know, was one of the founders of Time's Up, um, but also worked for Harvey Weinstein and smeared some of the survivors and has, has been working for Joe Biden's campaign. And in fact, their campaign has paid her firm $2.2 million to date. And her job is to make stories like me go away. That's her sole job. So, well, you're not, you're, you're not going away. Uh, I'm out of time here, Tar, but uh, good luck with the book. It comes out soon. It's uh, left out when the truth doesn't fit in. I really appreciate you coming on to talk about the guy who looks like he's going to be the next president of the United States, a wolf in sheep's clothing. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And you can find it at Amazon.com right now in ebook. Thank you. Oh, okay, thank you. That's Tar Reed, the book again, left out when the truth doesn't fit in. Are you considering a unique way to enhance your investment knowledge this year? Then sign up today for the all-inclusive Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Along with our trusted partner, The Money Show, we're setting sail this December to explore some of the most beautiful and unspoiled destinations in the Caribbean. But this is no ordinary vacation. It's a chance to learn from top Eagle financial experts like best-selling authors George Gilder, Mark Skousen, and others who will be hosting a series of workshops and seminars throughout the trip. Imagine lounging on the sun deck while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals or enjoying a gourmet dinner at the same table with one of our leading financial authorities. This once-in-a-lifetime cruise is a perfect way to combine education and relaxation to achieve your investment goals. This cruise will sell out quickly, so visit EagleFinancialCruise.com today to learn more and to secure your cabin. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Hammock? Check. Arnold Palmer? Check. Motorized solar shades? Yes, please. Get your home and patio spring ready with brand new custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Blinds.com is the easiest way to upgrade your home with window treatments. You can even stay in your hammock while Blinds.com handles the install. Just click installation at checkout. Plus, no matter how many you order, installation is always one low cost. Need help choosing? Talk to a Blinds.com design expert for free to make the best selection from classic shutters to outdoor roller shades and more. With over 25 million windows covered, you can rest easy with Blinds.com's 100% satisfaction guarantee. And with Blinds.com, there's no guesswork, no hassle, and no multiple trips to the store. I want to remind you that at Blinds.com, you can handle everything online. Shop Blinds.com and save 45% off selected products. 45% off selected products at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com click on the radio listener Square to get the buy one get one free offer. Just when you thought my pillow couldn't get any better, my pillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your my pillow 2.0s now. The John Staggerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I, I don't know how much you've seen of the uh, this Joe Biden bribery story, but someone tweeted this. Somebody named Kanakoa the Great. This comes. This is actually from the Oversight House Government Committee. Uh, between November 2015 and May 2017, which obviously uh, was before Biden became president, but he was vice president. I'm just looking at the list here, and it says uh, it says that um, that Biden family members, uh, a Romanian businessman, who had been convicted of bribery. He paid the Biden family members over $1 million from 2015 to 2017. Now, when you're talking about big money that's thrown around in politics and, you know, a million bucks, it doesn't seem like, you know, over a couple of years, okay. But when you look at this, uh, 
Um, it's, it's what's interesting is how this money is paid. Okay, um, there's a, there's in, on twelve seven uh, twelve seven twenty fifteen. Robert Biden gets uh, a uh, he gets a check for fifty nine thousand seven hundred twenty five dollars. That's on twelve seven, and then on twelve twenty three he gets a check for sixty thousand ninety one dollars, and and then yeah, there's a, a another Biden getting a check for twenty thousand on in September on the twenty ninth. And then that's followed by a, a, a check to Owasco PC, which is Hunter Biden's company, for 41000 So it's like every few days there are people getting checks. There's even one here on 2 it's, it's right here. It's not like they're making this stuff up. This comes from the committee, and they did the research on this. Hallie Biden, that is Joe, uh, that's Hunter Biden's former sister-in-law, who he was fooling around with after his brother died. Uh, Hallie Biden got $20,000 on uh, February 13th, 2017. So, uh, and then Robert Biden got one on on 227 just two weeks later uh, for 14,000. So it's 14,000 here, 41,000 there, 60,000 there, and the media ignored it. The media ignored it. Unbel- unbelievable. And it's, uh, it's you know, this is just the beginning. We'll see where it goes. But I'll talk to you about this tomorrow. We'll see if there's anything new on it and see if the media seems to find any interest in it. Talk to you then. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.